three biggest takeaways from Colts training camp week two. There's no better way to get better at football than playing football. So if you want to. Taylor's going to finish it. I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Right. End zone shot for Pierce. He caught it. Oh, what a Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. He is Jamal Lawrence, and I am Eric Smith, your co-host of the Colts cast. Oh, preseason, 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 right around the corner. I don't know if you guys caught the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. That concluded on Thursday. The Cleveland Browns coming out on top on the New York Jets. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an indication that football is truly bad. The Indianapolis Colts have their first preseason game coming up Saturday, August 12th, against the Buffalo Bills. Excited for that. Jamal, oh, yeah. How about you? I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled just to see the boys back out on the field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got a lot to cover for, for some of our guys. Some of the guys we're about to talk about today. Um, so week two of training camp finally concluded. You know, what are the three biggest takeaways from the Colts training camp so far? So far. Let's talk about it, Jamal. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's definitely do it. And before we get into the fun stuff, let's just give a, a quick run through from Manscaped here. So today uh, we're here with the sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, we're not talking about a baby. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like your babies, uh, just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped Platinum package comes in from razors to shower care. This package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at Manscaped.com and use our code ColtsCast for 20% off plus free shipping. Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is one of the uh, is a one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. Uh, they designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. Inside the Platinum Package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant, Crop Preserver, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver, Ball Spray Toner, Anti-Chafing Boxers, and The Shed uh travel bag to hold your goods while traveling lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and the weed whacker nose uh, in the nose and ear hair trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes both are waterproof so you can shave with less mess the platinum package 4.0 covers all bases from head to toe and a hair out from ball to fro Eric, I'm going to tell you right now, I use these things all the time. I love it. And the little travel bag it comes with is super convenient. I actually just got back in town uh, today, and I had that travel bag with me. Made it real easy to take all my stuff with me straight on the plane. To get 20% off and free shipping with the code ColtsCast at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use code ColtsCast. Use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. What are we talking about today first? We're gonna talk about let's talk about the quarterback battle because I think it's I think it's safe to say, man, it's it's time to uh get some things rolling. I because I mean I was at training camp today. I got back in town early mm-hmm. enough for training camp. Shout out to Justin from Rod the Bench uh podcast. He was out there, so I got a chance to kick it with him and meet him in person. That was dope. 
Um, but we were talking about the quarterbacks, you know, and kind of what's been going on. And, and we, you know, we know that Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew have been switching out that that QB one spot, you know, throughout camp since day one. They've been kind of going back and forth, playing with the ones. And I got to tell you, I overall was thinking that they were kind of neck and neck for what it was worth. That No one was truly standing above and beyond, in my opinion. But today, watching Anthony Richardson live, I, I, I got to say, I think that he may have stepped it up a little bit uh, with today's show that we got a chance to see out there today. So I think that right now, Richardson is kind of taking that cake. Uh, he had a really good performance, had a couple air touchdowns, a couple, uh, couple on his feet. So I think that he is starting to bring the element to the table of what we need in this fast-paced Sean Steichen, Shane Steichen offense. Um, but I still know that Garner will get his chance to go out there with the ones, and I don't know how it's going to work for us leading to this preseason game here on Saturday. Right. Shane Steichen has made this quarterback battle interesting with the split first-team reps so far in training camp. Um, I think Anthony Richardson, he took most, if not all, during the weekday uh, this week. But then Gardner Minshew, you got the ones back coming into the weekend. Uh, I think, yeah, I agree, Jamal. They they both look good so far. Um, you know, to be quite honest, I wouldn't hate either one of them starting, but you know who I have the edge over. Mm -hmm. Um, Anthony Richardson, he's definitely had his ups and downs. You know, this week he got back, you know, from that that nasal procedure. And one of them days, he just he he didn't look great. He struggled. He finally struggled. We we saw that. Um but the one thing I've I've seen that I haven't really seen Gardner Minshew do much of is that deep ball threat. We've seen a lot of deep ball throws from Anthony Richardson, and they've been completions. Like I, I'm kind of hype about it. Like this is going to be a completely different offense than last season. You know, Matt Ryan's inability to to push the ball past the sticks, you know, was was an issue last last season. It was evident. His arm just wasn't there. It was still just noodly. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I cannot wait to see those big plays unfold. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get that feeling, Jamal. I'm starting to get that feeling Richardson's going to start week one. It's it's creeping up there. It It is creeping up there. But you know what's interesting about that, though, Eric, is because I know that, you know, Josh Downs has been running with the twos here throughout the week. And with Minshew running with the twos, I'm seeing a lot of design, you know, intermediate and, and short passes to him that Minshew looks really good mm. and consistent with getting that ball to him. So that makes it kind of tough too, because like you said, I know Richardson has that deep ball, but Minshew that, that connection that him and downs have, I mean, every, pretty much every pass I saw today was just spot on. Like they were reading each other. And I know that, uh, that downs and Richardson have been working together, but I didn't get a chance to see any of that. But what I saw from Minshew, that can be a little toss up because, like you said, the deep ball is there for Richardson and Pierce. They have a great connection. But then I see this connection that Minshew and, and Downs have. And I'm like, I could kind of see how either one could take that lead spot. Well, I feel like Richardson and Downs, they, they've been connecting as well, too. Uh, yeah. We've seen it a few times during camp already. And that's one constant, uh, no matter who is that quarterback. It's Josh Downs. I mean, he's been making play after play. I mean, the former Tar Heel, geez, he's just been making defenders look silly, and he's been doing it for years now. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we had a whole episode about him. Like, it, it's finally coming out. Like, people finally realize Josh Downs is the real deal. You know, he's been getting reps with starter second string, like you said. But let me tell you, I, I believe he's going to be a starter at some point this season. I mean, that, that seems like a very easy statement to make. I 
it might not be week one. It should be week one, but it, it's going to happen. Uh, he's just been one of the rookies besides Anthony Richardson that's kind of stood out completely from the rest. Uh, I just don't see him slowing down. I know we have a lot of rookies that's that have some injuries, um, but but still, Josh Downs is that one constant that we've seen that has just been turning up, making play after play. Like Downs is the real deal. Absolutely, he is the real deal. Um, what you want to talk about next, man? What you what you got up next? What's up with the running backs? What'd you see today with them? Ooh. So running backs, Evan Hall, man, he took some hits today. <laughs> he, yeah, Juju, Juju got him, <laughs> he locked him up on one play and took him down. Uh, but he's a workhorse, man. I mean, he looked good going through the the running back drills. Um, you know, Dion looked pretty good out there as well. Um, the running back game overall, it looks it looks fun. There were a lot of check down passes going to to the running backs today that I was noticing. Um, but when they were out there on the field, I can definitely tell they're they're want to be bruiser backs. They're trying to bust through the line again. It's kind of hard to tell, even though they were tackling. It is kind of hard to tell just because I know with the full game speed, it'll be a little different. But I'm impressed with what I see. What we got at running back. I, I, of course, I'm never going to be satisfied until like I know that I can sleep at night knowing that we have Jonathan Taylor back there in the backfield. Right. Uh, and that's just you know that's just me. I, I'm not going to be comfortable until I see him back there. But I can I will say that I felt okay with what was going on back there. I do think that we are going to continue to have some some things we got to work on with the running backs because you see every day we're signing and cutting, signing and cutting running backs, etc. So yeah, um, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Toriano Clinton, wow, yeah, that was all a the short hype. tenure. Yeah, for four minutes, <laughs> that was it. Man, so. <laughs> four minutes and and he's gone. Um, yeah, and then we signed Kenyon Drake mm-hmm. who. People should be familiar with. Uh, he's formerly a Baltimore Raven. He's been on a couple teams. I think the Cardinals, Dolphins as well. Um, yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. I view Kenyon Drake as as just a death player. He's he's not, you know, a starter to me. Yeah. Uh, really, he only filled in for J.K. Dobbins last year when he was injured. He did okay, but you know, he he did his thing. But then he never played after that once Dobbins was healthy. Really, I think Gus Edwards might have went out for a little bit. He's like you were saying with the checkdowns, he he may come in handy. I, I think he's a solid pass catcher out the backfield. So um, still, it seems like a depth feeling move for me. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Taylor situation, any update? It still seems unknown at this point. Yeah, it still seems unknown. He was out there, same deal, hood up, you know, just walking around. But I mean, again, I, 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 no, today it wasn't hot, man. It was, okay. weird. It was like 70, like, hey, 70 something today. On for? Yeah. <laughs> but I really feel like, I feel like, dog, he's putting on a facade for us. Like, he's he has to show that mean face out there on the field just because he's taking the stance at this point. But I feel like in the locker room, you know, he, and he may not be, you know, the, the most lovey person like he normally is. But I guarantee he's having these conversations with the guys and they can put on, everybody knows to ignore him, you know, when you're on the field because it's not your business to be in. So I think it's just a front. I think they're I think they're working on something in the back because mm. I don't know. I just I just feel like they are. I feel like it's too it's too much going on in this organization for them not to be working on something in the back. But um mm. no update on him. But he was out there, he was walking fine, he looked fine, he same outfit he's rocking every day, same meme mug he's been rocking every day. Hmm. You know, with the with the addition of Kenyon Drake, you know, we have Dion Jackson and Evan Hole. Yeah. I'll play devil's advocate here. I'm wondering if they're exploring fulfilling Jonathan Taylor's request. You know, they're looking to see, can they do without him? You know, Zach Moss will come back eventually. 
like I said, Jackson, Hole, Drake, you know, uh, it, you know, the running game will suffer a bit. It'll be downgraded for sure. But, you know, will it be something that holds the Indianapolis Colts back long term, like a like a super duper 18 million dollar a year contract would? I don't know. It's just I'm, try, I'm trying to see both sides here. I think it was just a depth filling move. Like, mm -hmm. look, we, we need some running backs. <laughs> we got to have some of them competing since we got one sitting out and and the others injured. But then again, I'm just like <laughs> the running back value. Maybe they're just gonna just gonna wing it and let Jonathan Taylor do his thing. Maybe, maybe not. I I don't know. But I I always love to discuss it. You know, the different possibilities. Oh, yeah. We don't know the answers, but it's always That's worth right. the discussion. No, you're right. And I know they're just winging it for what it is for right now. And uh, I just like to always go back to how they winged it with uh, the offensive line last year. You know, I, I don't want to see winging going on here. I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> see. Oh, I hope we can. I hope that cohesively it'll figure itself out. I don't want to see that. I want to see consistency. You know, you ain't and, I, and, all, that. and all the fans were yelling for JT to be there. You know what I mean? So I know we have a select few online who say whatever they want, whatever the case is. But uh, people want him there. And I just don't want to have another social experiment for us out here where we're shooting ourselves in the foot because we 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 decided to essentially take the chief route or, or say stand our ground and say hey we want to do it this way because we know we can and it can backfire if you find the right piece to the puzzle life goes on you keep moving but don't don't do anything that's like spiteful just because you want to prove a point and 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 you lose the battle mm. you know i look at i don't know anyway let's let's keep uh, yeah. moving we can go down that rabbit hole all day yeah yeah we don't we definitely don't want to hold the offense back, but you know, last biggest takeaway, I, I thought the defense, the defense getting healthy, I thought was kind of big. You know, we all know Shaquille Leonard was back out on the field, taking things slow, which I believe is the right step. Finally got there in full pads, participating in those 11 on 11s. But uh, I know James Boyd reported that he did take a knee, it looked like he was in some pain. It was mm -hmm. a little scary. Do we know what happened, Jamal? Yeah, so I don't remember the exact play, but I know that I saw him like on the ground afterwards and he took a knee, you know, he got up yeah. and he walked off the field. And as soon as he went to the field, he started stretching what looked like his back. So I don't know which what's the pain, if it's hamstring, the back or what the case is. But right. he definitely he definitely set out for a little bit after that. And even capping off the final play, uh, Minshew threw a, a interception. I believe it was Minshew threw an interception uh, during a two minute drill uh, on the last play. And when he did, all the entire defense ran over there and Shaq kind of trotted over there. So you could definitely tell he was in some pain for whatever it is, because, you know, I expected him to be loud and wild like he was at the beginning. But he 100 percent just kind of did a little shuffle to get over there to the defensive uh, backs who got the interception. That's not good. Well, yeah. as long as he was back up. Yeah. If he didn't get carted off, I'm oh, yeah. a little better about it. But, you know, it's huge having a prime Shaquille Leonard, a healthy Shaquille Leonard back out on the field. You know, he's when healthy, most one, of, I won't say most impactful, one of the most impactful players out on the field in the NFL when he's healthy. And, you know, stats don't lie about that. But uh, another big, big news, uh, Julius Brents returns to practice. He returns Saturday, uh, second round pick in 2023. It's been out since the spring with a wrist injury, then had a hand, hamstring issue. All things we didn't want to hear, but it's time to look ahead. He's practicing. I was happy to see him out. Got a lot of pictures of him, videos of him. 
Um, you said he he got hit hard, or he hit Evan Hole pretty hard, right? He, yeah, he hit Evan Hole pretty hard. Yeah, it was yeah. it was, and I mean it was good to see him out there. First off, everybody who hasn't, I know the pictures and see videos, they don't do him justice, man. This dude is big. He is linky. He is long. I mean, long arms. I mean, you can read numbers on paper, but then when you see somebody in person, you just like. That's a big dude. <laughs> six three, right? Six, six three, six, yeah, four. six three. And that wingspan has to be at least seven foot. I would, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, his his hands were almost touching his knees. He has very long arms. Um, and so I think that's going to be just. I mean, it was exciting to see. Uh, it was exciting to see. I know he has a lot of work to do, especially with this being his first week back on the field. Uh, well, I should say back on the field, but on the field for us in a coach uniform. Uh, so I think that he would definitely. Well, hopefully probably get a little PT come Saturday, but he'll have some work to do. But I will say he looked like he was moving fine out there. Um, but I think that, as we all know, coming from the collegiate level to, to the NFL, the game speed is completely different. As most players say, once they get to year two, the game starts to slow down. So I don't want him to – I don't want us to uh, – I don't want to say get too, get too excited – and have him go out there and we have mental mistakes just because it's been a while or he hasn't really been on the field for us. But it is very promising seeing him with such a big body out there and knowing that mm-hmm. with that length and that stride, he can probably make up on a mistake if he gets caught over the top or something, he can link out in and reach him. So, yeah, the length is big. I mean, he had the you know longest wingspan, I think, of any corner at that combine. Maybe of you know a lot of combines as well. Um, so he he's he's a very link athletic uh link lengthy i almost said linky lengthy guy at corner so that's really i mean that that's something you can't coach it's just there that's this talent darius rush also returned thursday uh our fifth round pick who had a shoulder injury so like you know both cornerbacks healthy so i think this is where the fun begins now the cornerback battle is going to be intense you know, it's assumed that Kenny Moore is going to start, probably Julius Brents, but I don't like to go off assumptions. Uh, Dallas Flowers is still in the running. Darrell Baker Jr. is starting to make some noise. Darius Rush, I mean, he's back. He has a good chance as well. Jalen Jones, too. We've heard a lot about Jalen Jones in training camp. So I don't think there's any certainty at the moment. And I think we have to see a little preseason action first to see what's going on because I'm going to be quite honest. I don't I don't think Kenny Moore should be starting outside cornerback. Now, I am not a coach, but from what I've seen, I don't know, man. It just th- there are a lot of clips that I've seen uh where he's he he's gotten toasted. Like we haven't seen Kenny Moore highlights during training camp, I will say. Mm-hmm. You definitely didn't see one today because he wasn't dressed. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but uh, you know. I think Kenny Moore is 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 better suited in in other positions, whether that be nickelback, uh, you know, like a hybrid safety position. But starting outside corner, I don't know. It it just be different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it it's gonna be fun. Um. I'm I'm excited for for players on defense getting healthy. It's good to see them out there. I want to see what they can do. Yeah. I, I think that is coming together slowly but surely. I just want them, like you said, to all get healthy and get out there because the offensive game speed is the last thing I want to touch on Eric, but the offensive game speed is so fast. It's so fast. They're so quick and so efficient that I'm hoping that the defense is able to to continue to keep up with them and react quicker because I know that they're seeing the same stuff every single day. 
so you kind of learn what some of these formations and stuff are versus when we're going to get to the game speed i mean you're only going to have a couple days of watching the film to to understand what the next team is doing so i really hope that the injuries and stuff all do come together so they can all be on the field together and learn how to communicate with each other because communicating in the room obviously is a lot different than communicating when you're on the field you have to make a quick adjustment to what's going on here and there um and it's just some some of that stuff kind of scares me when I see that how fast the offense moves versus how slow maybe the defense is reacting. And not reacting slow, but slower than what the offense is. And I mean, obviously that should be more natural because the offense knows what's going on. But at the same time, I want to make sure that the, the defense can not just memorize what's going on on the offense side of the ball with our squad and they understand like you know some of these formations and stuff. I don't know if that really makes sense. I kind of just was t- talking as I'm going, but I want to see them all out there on the field cohesively so they can make sure that they're understanding how to communicate with each other because I think the communication portion is just as important as understanding what the lineup is for the for the offense side of the ball. Defense is always harder. It's it's the reactive yeah. uh, side of the ball. So you always have to react to what the offense is doing. So yeah, hoping they get up to to that speed that you're talking about, but yeah, defense, I mean that's why they say defense wins championships. If you have a solid defense, it, it really just it makes a difference completely. If you're able to shut down the opposing offense while your offense is, is just gathering points, it's just it's different. But um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, another week of training camp down. Uh, we got we got plenty more to go. A little preseason, then we get right into the regular season. Exciting times. I know. I'm I'm excited. So that's going to be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Colts cast. We're live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts. Y'all take care. Take care.